What in the world can we do with all this leftover corn? I love corn. Hey everybody, hi, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast. I'm your host, Vince. Uh, this is episode 165. I hope you're doing well. Uh, happy to happy to see you. Uh, I hope you're doing well, like I said. Um, I have something here quick that I just want to show. I'm going to do something with this eventually on the show. I just don't know what. I went to my local bookstore and found this pamphlet called Protection in the Nuclear Age from the defense this defense civil preparedness agency department of defense from 1977 on screen i'm holding up the, the book itself it's it's thick but it's not like super thick i think it's like 70 something pages and just from flipping through it a little bit it's about like in case a nuke goes off this is what to do Make sure you have a fortified bunker. Make sure you know how to preserve. Uh, make sure you know how to preserve food. The page I flipped through quick just says the best position after taking cover. Just really, really interesting stuff about nuclear warfare. And I, the seventies, I guess, was seventy-seven, especially. Um, fallout would be widespread. What is fallout? Uh, it's it's just kind of I wouldn't think of it as being. Um, the Cold War, but I mean, it's the Cold War. Like, it's it's the beginning of it. It's before it started getting really heated. And I would think, like, the to me, the 80s is the Cold War. But if I remember correctly, the Cold War started, like, the end of the 40s, beginning of the 50s. So at this point, we would have been... We would have been into it, <laughs> but this is, there's, there's diagrams. Everything's in two colors. I think there's maybe, like, shades of blue, but it's, like, this pinkish red... I will be doing something with this for the channel, um, for the show, something. But I just wanted to show it off quick. I love this. Looks like a skill book you would find in like Fallout Three, especially. Like this reminds me of that red. I think it's like a communist Chinese book that you can find. This just there's no markings on the back. This was just like a pamphlet that was made to say, "Hey, this shit's real and it's going to happen at some point." And uh, it's just a fascinating little book. I haven't even really, I haven't even really read through it yet. I've just kind of skimmed, but the illustrations are beautiful. The the like, the way everything is kind of put together. Like right now, I'm on a page that's just clothing and bedding, work gloves, work clothes, extra underclothing, outerwear, depending on the season, rain garments. Like just making sure you have all this. Here's a map of of a place. I will, like I said, I will do something with this. Because this is not only a wealth of knowledge of a forgot era. Um, is that even a term? A forgot era? A forgotten era? Of a time that does not exist any longer. Um, but, like, I don't even know if this, like, spot, the sun or whatever it's supposed to be, is, like, part of it. I, I just, uh, I think it's neat. I bought it. It was cheap. Um, there's some other stuff that I'd like to talk about. Um, that I have prepared before I get into the lore, but I, I kind of want to get through the hard stuff really quick. Um, and that's just by saying that Olive's not coming back. Um, she went out for a pack of cigarettes. She's not coming back. Uh, I knew for a while that she didn't want to 
do this any longer. And I think she was just waiting for the right opportunity. Um, when I told you a few weeks back that she, she, something had come up, something did come up, but she doesn't, she didn't, she said she no longer wanted to do the show and that's okay. Um, because that's her decision. Uh, I can't, I can't be upset, uh, or not be upset. It's, it's someone else's decision. And like I said, I've known, uh, so in a weird way, it kind of felt like a long time coming for me. I'm just upset that she's not here to say goodbye. That's what bothers me. <laughs> um, some, someone recently, we recently hit our three years of doing this and, Somebody said that, and I don't know if they've been listening from when we first started or when close to when we first started, but they said that they remember the first episode of how we use the Tranquility Lane music. And by the second episode or third episode or what have it, we had our own song. We had, not that it was our song, we didn't buy it or make it, but we had Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. And. That's what bothers me is that there's people who have been listening for a while and there's people who have come to somewhat understand the idiosyncratic nature between her and I. And I mean, I hope this isn't, I hope this isn't talking out of class, but like this show was kind of like a video diary for her in a way to see who she was and who she was becoming and that's probably worded wrong and someone's probably going to say I'm transphobic and I'm sorry if it comes off that way. I just don't know all of the nomenclature behind everything and I'm doing my best to learn. I'm, I'm just upset. She's not here to say goodbye. I'm upset that I had to do it because you know, there's an audience and I don't, and I, and I hate the word fan. I don't like that word. I feel like it's reductive, but to know that there were people that listened every week or watched every week or is, or are in the discord and she just doesn't want to do it. And like I said, I, I knew for a while, she never said anything to me. I knew for a while that she didn't want to do it. I, I always used to joke and say, I have this ability, like some people don't, and it maybe it doesn't sound like an ability, but I can tell when I'm not wanted in the room. If you need the room, you don't have to tell me. I just pick up on it. Maybe that's not like a sixth sense or anything. But from what I understand, some people don't have that ability. Some people don't understand that. And I had that feeling a long time ago. And now she's not here. And I'm, I'm doing my best to not say something negatively. Not that I feel negatively. Just she's not here to defend herself. And that's a big reason why I am... Upset that she's not here, to be honest with you, is because I wish she could say goodbye. I wish she's she's as far as I know, she's healthy. As far as I know, she's safe. We haven't spoken in a in a in a, in, in a time. Um, I messaged her today and I told her uh, she told me on the fifth of August that she didn't want to do it any longer. And I'm recording this on the 1st of September. This will come out, I believe, the 3rd or the 4th of September. And I said, it's going to be about a month since anybody has seen you on the show. 
I would like for you to come back and say goodbye. She didn't answer me. So here we are. I don't, I don't plan on stopping. I love this show. Um, not to get too personal, but I wasn't, I wasn't healthy, I think is the word I want to use when we started. Um, not to say that I'm super healthy now, just, you know, you get better over time. You learn how to deal with things. You learn how to, how to, um, approach situations differently. And I'm trying to not make this super long, but this show means a lot to me. The show means a lot to me and I don't want to stop. We started the show and I used to tell people it's a show about something I love with someone I love. And those things haven't changed. I still care about my friend and I still love fallout. And if this is my excuse to talk about it, then this is my excuse to talk about it. Um, I'm trying to not ramble. I'm sorry. I just wish she was here to say goodbye. I feel like it's a disservice to the people who listen. I feel like it's a disservice to the Patreon. I feel like it's a, distur- a disservice to the Discord. Um, but like I said, I don't plan on stopping. I don't. I, I want to continue this. Even if it's by myself, I've had some ideas. I thought maybe I could revit. Now that everything's me. I don't have to run it by her. Everything's me. Um, Because we said from the beginning, this was a 50-50 show. Um, We always bounce ideas off each other. And now I have more freedom. But I don't mean that like in a bad way because it wasn't – collaboration is good. I I just mean like I could change things differently. I could do things differently. I I have these ideas that I can kind of do because they're not dependent on another person. But that's not to say that in a negative way. I'm just, I'm just sorry she's not here to say goodbye. (laughs) And I'm sitting here kind of like contemplating how I want to word all these things and say these things and, and whatnot. And (laughs) I just realized I have to segue out of this somehow. (laughs) But this is, this is, this atomic radio hour will not go anywhere as of right now. I love this show. I love doing this. This makes me incredibly happy. Because of doing this show, I've taught myself a new skill. I taught myself how to edit video. Uh, I learned how to edit audio. I've learned how to how to green screen a little bit. Uh, I'm not great at it, but I started teaching myself how to do it. This show means so much to me. So goddamn much to me. And... We always, we, we would always joke that the UK, like shout out to the UK and all of our British homies. But like to me, that's wild that someone not in my own state, let alone country, listens to me talk and complain. And I used to always joke and say, yell at my best friend. And that now I, there's, there's people in Spain who have listened. There's people in uh, the Netherlands who have listened. Ghana. Last I checked, we were doing like decent numbers in Ghana. I don't know if that's maybe just because someone has their VPN on. But I don't want to stop. I want to continue this. So (laughs) I guess the point that I'm rambling towards is (laughs) four weeks ago, 
unbeknownst to the people who listen, I was essentially starting at I was essentially starting at episode one again because I have to relearn how to do this. Uh, we took three years to kind of I don't want to use the word perfect, but to somewhat perfect a method, a style, a process. And now it's me. And I'm sorry if the episodes have been short. I'm sorry if it it's it's been a little different. It's just I have to get through this this process of working it out. I once I once heard someone say, I don't even remember where the hell it was, but I heard someone say, you don't know what you're doing in podcasting until you've recorded your first hundred episodes. I did 160 about 160, 159, I think, with Olive. And now I have to do another 100 by myself to figure out how to do this. Um, Kyle will come on occasionally like he did last last week. But Kyle's busy and I don't expect Kyle to just take over that, that seat. Um, I don't know anybody else who I would do this with. So I have to do this by myself. Um so again, just if you've been watching from the beginning, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that she didn't say goodbye. I'm sorry that she just went to go get a pack of cigarettes and didn't come back. I, I, I don't know what to say. It's one of those things. It's like when a family member dies, like when someone's family member dies. And I know that's being dramatic and not at all like what it is, but like, it's one of those, I don't know what to say moments. I feel like I've let whoever listens down. But, like, I didn't do anything, essentially. Like, I'm here. There will be one episode in the future that will have her in it. And that will be her last appearance. Um, as far as I know. She never, like I said, she never got back to me. So, um, it's an episode It's an episode that I was really happy that we made. It's when I moved out here. And she drove with me. Uh, when I moved to Colorado from Pennsylvania. Um, we drove for three days. One day we did like 14 or 15 or 16 hours straight. That's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Uh, someone once told me from tip to tip of of England is a five-hour drive. That's doing that tip to tip three times. That's a lot. Um, and we recorded an episode while driving. And it was just two friends hanging out. And I don't know when that'll come out. I wanted to save that for about sometime a year after. So it wasn't like, oh, I did this and now here it is. I, and it's one of those that I feel like the longer that we wait, the better. Um, and that will be her last appearance. I don't, like I said, I don't plan on going anywhere. I plan on continuing doing what I'm doing. I want to stream. I want to do more stuff with the Patreon. I want to revamp the Patreon. I want to... I want to make a better product and I feel like now is the time where I have to do that because it's just me now. So I feel like this should have to go without saying, but don't spam her. Don't message her. Don't, don't have anything negative to say. This is just, I actually, I wanted to talk about this a little later, but I recently beat Psychonauts 2 and there's no spoilers. I won't spoil anything, but there is a bowling ball themed level and the entire level is about things coming to an end. And there's signs all over that say all good things must come to an end and no ball rolls forever. And that's just one of those times. Like I said, the show is not ending. I am not stopping the show. 
as of right now, I want to continue and do this. I've been doing it for three years. I'd like to do another three. <laughs> I'd like to do more than that because I get so much joy out of this. Like we never told, and I'm sorry this is going so long, but we never told the story together of how we came up with the idea of the show. And I always wanted to save it and I didn't know what I was saving it for, but I wanted to save it for something big. Um, be it like episode 200 or four years or five years or something. And she's not going to be here to tell that story with me. And that's disappointing. But it is what it is. And other people's actions are not my own. And I cannot let those actions affect me. Uh, what is the, what is the, the, the thing? You don't have control over other people's actions. You have control over the way it makes you feel. And I, I want to stop rambling in a minute and get into Martin Luther King Jr. and Fortnite. It's so all on. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Don't bother her about this. Don't 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 come at her. Don't say anything. I, I don't I doubt that you will. I doubt that anybody will. Some people have said some mean things in some YouTube comments about her prior to her leaving, but those people probably click on one video and click off and never check back. If you're in the Discord, please. I I know the Discord, I don't have to say anything, but you know, I don't. <laughs> Just I don't know. Um I would like for her to make some sort of video or some sort of a goodbye. I'm not, I'm not hurt because she didn't want to do the show. Like I said, I knew she didn't want to do the show after a while. I'm hurt that she's not here to say goodbye. I don't know what else to say. I didn't think I'd have to do this conversation at any point in the show's history. So I'm just going to move on. To Martin Luther King Jr. in Fortnite. Who the f*** at Epic thought this was a good idea? <laughs> I'm going to have some sort of a link or something. Or not a link. I'm going to have some sort of a picture or something on screen. But also, like, just, just like, I don't understand why this happened. The picture that I'm probably going to have on screen is a picture from Twitter um, of a female character standing next to Rick from Rick and Morty and a sink. Or, I'm sorry, a water fountain? No, I'm sorry. Two sinks. One says white and one says colored. Somebody thought that was just like an appropriate thing to have. And from what I understand, uh, what I understand, it's just like you would walk through the segregated areas to teach kids like, hey, this happened. Like this was real. This happened in America. This is wrong. We should make sure this never happens ever again. But then like... But here's my thing. There was jokes of a Martin Luther King Jr. skin, which I know didn't happen. But like, if it did, <laughs> this is a man who was killed by gun violence in a game about gun violence. I mean, that not to say that it's just about gun violence. There's other things in there. But still, like, it's a game where you can shoot a man. And to think that you could, like, snipe... J or JFK, you could snipe Martin Luther King Jr. from like across the map and he would like that's fucking wild. Um and like there was a thing that all of the emotes inside of Fortnite were disabled, except for Wonder Woman's whip cracking emote, and I shouldn't have to explain why that's wrong. <laughs> 
And if you don't know why that's wrong, I I kind of envy you, you pure, innocent child, you. But, like, I don't know. This was a bad idea all around. There will be video of something on screen or picture of something on screen. It's just one of those things that I had to talk about because of how buck-fucking-wild it is. Some quick Bethesda stuff. Jeff Gardner has left Bethesda. Um, with over a decade of the company, there's gamers move here on Instagram that Papa sent me. I don't even know if I can open it on my laptop. I don't, can you access Instagram? I guess you can. He was the, the pro, I can't even look at the picture. All I can see is the thumbnail. He was 76's project lead. He left. It's not anything huge. The dude was working there forever. There's a thing with Bethesda that if you work there, you work there for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if he went on to start his own company. Dan Hauser and the other guy who I can never remember his name who started Rockstar, left Rockstar, and he's starting his own company, presumably to make first-person open world, or not first-person, uh, third-person action-adventure open world games, because that's the direction that Rockstar does not want to go in. If you played Red Dead 2, it's a sim, and GTA 6 is going to be uh, a cash grab. I'm going to get it day one, but, you know... Um, other than that, real quick, there's something on Starfield. There's a trailer they put out called Starfield Location Insight, in parentheses, Developer Commentary. Neon, I think it's like a 30-second trailer. I watched it two hours ago. It's about an oil rig in the middle of one of the planets that's a water planet. They set up this uh, oil rig-looking thing to catch fish. Turns out one of the fish was more of a drug than it was a fish, and this, like, utopian um what is the city from outer worlds byzantium where it was like the rich people went it's kind of that's what i kind of got the idea from but it just shows concept art it's neat again starfield is not a game that i'm really looking forward to i'll play it because i have game pass but i'm not it's not a high priority game for me i hope this isn't too much of a spoiler um i mean i'm not going to spoil anything but i beat psychonauts 2 uh it's amazing <laughs> it's so good it's it's well worth the wait uh it's not one of those it's not like duke nukem forever that got canceled and restarted a billion times and now is just kind of what it is it's a very good game it's very well made the voice acting is great the characters are great i hate being that person but it, i want more like i hate being like oh you just made this game that took x amount of years to make I would like to see more of it. I would like to see a universe open up. There's a few paths in the story um, that I'd like to see actually explored outside because they kind of like go away and then they come back. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a perfect sequel, prequel, something right there. I don't want to get too much into it. If you've played it, let me know. Please put something in the comments below. Let me know if you've played it, how much you've liked it, but please do not spoil it. Um, Kyle and I, I hope... Kyle and I have been making plans to do this like since before it was going to come out because we knew we were going to like it. We want to do a Kyle and Vince likes on it, but we're going to do the first Psychonauts and the second Psychonauts. Uh, hopefully we're recording that this weekend, but I'm not entirely sure. Either way, um, check it out when it comes out. Before we go into the lore for today, uh, real quick, like I said earlier, I'm continuing the show. I'm doing it. Even if it's just me, I'm doing the show. And currently on YouTube, we have under 400 subs. And I would love to see 400 by the end of the year. 
I don't like asking for things, especially when it comes to viewership. Uh, but if you guys could share the show with somebody, pass it along, someone who likes Fallout, just to be able to see 400 subs at the end of the year make me feel great. Three years, 400 subs, it'll make me feel great. Um, I enjoy doing this, like I've said, and I want to continue to do it. And the more people that watch gives me more of an incentive. And I hope that doesn't sound greedy when I say that, but it gives me more of an incentive to do because regardless of the subs, I'm going to, to make the, the, the podcast, I'm going to make these episodes, but you know, like it feels nice. It feels like more people are watching and it feels like people, more people appreciate it. Um, I hope that doesn't sound self aggrandizing, but please, I'd appreciate it. I think I've rambled a lot this episode so far, and I'm sorry. Again, it's kind of one of those I don't know type deals because I didn't really have an idea for how to say that Olive wasn't coming back. But let's just get right into the lore. But before I go into the lore, I have to thank the Patreon. Thank you uh, to the Patreon like I said, just me now. So it'll help out a lot. Uh, I'll be able to do this. I'll be able to pay the podcasting fees. I can buy better equipment. I can do more. There's a few people we have to thank real quick. Uh, starting from the top, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, it's Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus is Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. And after Bones Jones, we have to thank Girth Brooks. Thank you, Gareth Brooks. Again, thank you. Um, it means a lot to me. Uh, I continue to do this. I'll be able to pay the podcasting fees. I'll be able to do a lot more uh, with your continued support. I thank you. It's nice to know that people are watching, people are enjoying, people are liking the show. Um, but like I said, now that it's just me, I would appreciate more feedback just because now I have to relearn everything. I have to redo everything. Uh, thank you. I just like, I feel like I don't say thank you enough, not just for the show, but in life in general. Um, and whether you're a patron or not, you're appreciated for listening. So thank you. Now on to the lore. Uh, what I've been doing for quite a bit now is I will go into the discord. There's a link in the description below to the discord and I will ask them a question. Uh, what's the number between one and 50? What's, uh, a color I'm thinking of today was I'm thinking, or this week was today. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, an element on the periodic table and I'm honestly surprised it got so close to the wire. Uh, it was tin and I was trying to think of tin puns to kind of give hints. Um, but I thought tin would be simple. It wouldn't be anything crazy. Uh, and the person who got it was Mr. Tom Flood, someone who's been in there for a long time in the Discord. If you'd like to hear any lore in particular, make sure you're in the Discord. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I will ask a question. First person to get the question right gets to choose the lore for the week. And this week's lore is Herbert Daring Dashwood. Now, this is one that I thought we had done before. Apparently we hadn't, so I was very excited to not only talk about Fallout 3 lore, but talk about a character who's just fun. A retired adventurer who now lives in Tenpenny Tower in the Capital Wasteland in 2277. Now, Herbert Daring Dashwood is born in 2207, making him 70 
in the game. Uh, he sometimes in between when he's born and the year 2240, he was an adventurer that always dreamed of buying his way into Tenpenny Tower. And in 2241, he meets his stalwart ghoul manservant Argyle. Dashwood originally stole Argyle's girlfriend, and later, after the misunderstanding, they became close friends. <laughs> Imagine just walking in on your girlfriend getting plowed by somebody else. You're like, hey, stop it. You want to play Boggle? Like... <laughs> The adventurous duo visited most of the wasteland. By 2248, King Crag told Dashwood and Argyle to use Rockopolis as refuge. After an event, I believe the wiki puts it as an incident, <laughs> an event with uh, the king's daughter, he was exiled from Rockopolis. They would, this, I love this, they would frequent the Blue Destiny brothel, or as Dash would refer to it as, the best whorehouse in the capital wasteland. The best whorehouse in the capital wasteland. It's like written just like that on the wiki. Like, not verbatim, but like almost exactly like how I wrote it. I try to, I get all of my lore from fallout.fandom.com. Uh, when I write my notes, I don't want to write exactly what's on the wiki. I try to write, rewrite it like in my own kind of quick note version thing. Uh, but I just couldn't get over best whorehouse in the capital wasteland. He may have had more than just a professional relationship with the madam of the whorehouse, of the brothel, uh, Madam Destiny Chow. The business shut down, the, the Blue Destiny brothel shut down in 2249 because uh, most of the occupants there died of cholera. You know, I didn't look into cholera beforehand, and I feel like I should have, because when I hear cholera, I think of it as a, uh, oh, what's it called? An Oregon Trail <laughs> disease? Let's see if I can find cholera. There it is. What is cholera? Show me cholera! An infectious and often fatal bacterial disease of the small intestine, typically contracted from infected water supplies and causing severe vomiting and diarrhea. Severe vomiting and diarrhea. At the brothel. <laughs> cool. Now, the, this next part is one of those things that I want to read directly from the wiki. It's uh, the, the, the actual title of the paragraph is the pair's last adventure now according to Galic the galaxy news radio drama argyle and dashwood's final adventure together started when he and dashwood were captured by paradise fall slavers managing to escape their slave collars dashwood insisted on trying to rescue the mysterious woman who was locked in the box they subdued the guard and unlocked the Pulowski Preservation Shelter to find that it was empty. Another guard found them and at gunpoint demanded they surrender, only for the mysterious woman to appear behind them with a metal object. She hit the guard from behind and introduced herself as Penelope Chase, fortune hunter, claiming that she freed herself when she noticed the predicament. Argyle was hesitant to trust her, but Dash Dashwood was enthralled, and after a brief introduction, the duo made their escape. After dispatching the last of the slavers that were chasing them, they continued forward while conversing further. In the process of questioning Miss Chase, they were again held up. 
this time by super mutants. While the other two were being defiant, Argyle snuck around the mutants and placed a live grenade on their person. After the trio took cover and the literal smoke cleared, Argyle finally reminisced on his times with the Shady Sand Shuffle and asked about the other two, the other two's well-being. Miss Chase was impressed with Argyle's skill and Dashwood commented on how he did not know how he got by without Argyle. Argyle reminded him that he did not get by <laughs> with Dashwood immediately trying to change the subject. They then headed to the sound of a child screaming in the nearby ruins, rushing off to investigate the commotion. Real quick, while I'm here, I want to just check out the Shady Sand Shuffle and see if it shows up anywhere else. It doesn't show up. It shows up in the other games in the in on the wiki as planting items because you can pickpocket someone and put some shit on them. Okay, I just wanted to see if maybe it was referred to that in another game. It's not. Uh, it's just an, it's a cute little reference to the original games, and alliteration makes me smile. Sometime later, while the trio were being chased by super mutants, Miss Chase noticed that they were near the hills where the hidden village of Rockopolis was located. When she lamented not knowing where it was, Dashwood immediately cut her off, and in an attempt to impress her, started bragging about how he and Argyle were old friends of the settlement, further revealing that they knew the secret knock and more. Argyle showed his displeasure in so rapidly trusting the woman with such privileged information. Dash would cut off Argyle, assuming that Miss Chase would not violate the secrets of Rockopolis, and furthermore, they needed a place to hide from the said mutants. Moving through the boulder entrance... With the secret knock, they entered Rockopolis, after which Argyle interrupted a flirt, interrupted a flirtatious Dashwood and Miss Chase. Argyle again pointed out that they were in Rockopolis, one of the safest places in the wasteland, and they had just given the secret to a stranger. Dashwood attempted to dissuade his companion's outburst to Miss Chase, only for her to reveal herself, pulling a gun on the pair. She claimed that her slaver associates would be right behind them, and they realized she—they realized who she was, not Penelope Chase, fortune hunter, but instead the Black Widow, leader of the slavers. She boasted about how the slavers could could never have found the denizens of Rockopolis without Argyle and Dashwood, and she was demanding no trouble from Argyle. He used his kung fu skills and used a move called Eagle Claw to rip her heart out, killing her instantly. Ha <laughs> ha! It's been a while since I've heard these. While Argyle made a pun and Dashwood congratulated congratulated him, King Craig arrived on the scene. Craig, I hope it's not Craig. There's an I in Craig. This is C-A-I-C-A-C-R-A-G. Craig was both disappointed in seeing Dashwood and shocked at the dead woman in front of them. When Dashwood informed him of the impending slaver attack, Craig became so, there I said it, Craig became so furious that he ordered his people to kill the duo. They immediately took off running into the cave system and came to a cliff. Dashwood went first and almost fell, barely clinging on to, clinging on as Argyle rushed to help. How it ended is unclear, as Argyle's corpse lays near the entrance to Rockopolis in 2277. There's also a bobblehead there. I'm not sure which one, but I know it's there. The village was taken by the slavers, who captured as many of them as they could and sold them north to the pit. With Penelope Chase dead, Harmon Jurley would take over as the slaver 
as the leader of the slavers for the next couple of years. Huh. Oh, Grouse is his son. Look at that. All right, just real quick. Here's like a thing on Harmon Jurley, J-U-R-L-E-Y, because we're not going to talk about this ever again because it's it's a paragraph long. Uh, he was a psychotic leader of the Par- of Paradise Falls in t- around 20, 2250. He was a cannibal who ate any slave he couldn't sell. Oh, my God. He was preceded by Penelope Chase, whose last act was enslaving the once hidden village of Rockopolis. Uh, he was the leader of Paradise Falls until Eulogy Jones killed him and took power. And Grouse, the man who is the uh, slaver out front, is his son. Good shit. Cool. Uh, sorry, back to Dashwood. Dashwood last saw, saw Argyle in Rockopolis decades prior to 2277 and has never lost hope of finding him again, believing that Argyle would outlive him by at least a hundred years. This, however, would not be true as he is, as he died there on their last adventure together. Now back to my notes. Years of adventuring let him grow enough of a fortune to buy his way into Tenpenny. He's friendly. He's down to, he's a down to earth fella who's always happy to talk about the good old days. He likes to sneak into other people's rooms as a prank and to keep his adventuring skills sharp just in case he needs to leave retirement. The legacy of Herbert Daring Dashwood and Argyle live on in The Three Dog Produced, The Adventures of Herbert Daring Dashwood and His Ghoul Manservant Argyle, a radio play on Galaxy News Radio, which I pretty much just surmised in uh, the paragraph that I read prior. Um, it's one of my favorite like little things about Three is that that's there, and it's one of those, like it doesn't have to be there. And I know we give... We as a collective, a lot of people give Bethesda a lot of shit for not having... And as intricate story where this person talks to this person who knows that person who can talk to this person about that. But this is one of those things that makes sense to me. And I'm tired of defending Fallout 3. Um, I still do because it's my favorite game. But the world feels kind of smaller in 3 and I like that. And this is enough of the world building where it's not this guy talks to that guy who knows this guy who knows this guy's daughter who slept with that guy's son or some shit. But, uh, other than that, I want to read the quest, uh, Manhandled Manservant. But before I do that, I want to read some fun facts, some notes. I, I wrote it down, I believe I said it briefly, but I love the fact that he's, Herbert Daring Dashwood is an honorary ghoul in Underworld. <laughs> I think that's so cool that, like, just, just saying that implies so much of, like, they saw him, they saw what he was doing for ghouls, with ghouls, and that he didn't see them as zombies. He didn't see them as a pejorative. He didn't see them as just, like, oh, here's these monsters that you have to shoot in the head to make, to make them go away. He saw them as people. And he was open-minded. He was a misogynist, but he was an open-minded misogynist. And uh, I just think that's cool that he was like, we dub you an honorary ghoul. Or somebody said that to him. He, this I did, this I genuinely didn't know. He has recently taken a mistress, Tenpenny's own Susan Lancaster, and can be heard teasing her about their shared stealthy hunts. It's likely that he was to get a large suite in Tenpenny Tower in the game files. There's an unused cell called the Dashwood Suite. This is something that I absolutely love, and it's the most Fallout 3 glitch that I've ever heard of. If it's even a glitch, 
In the in the Italian and Spanish versions of Fallout 3, the Adventures of Daring Dashwood radio show is in French, presumably by mistake, since some lines are spoken in the proper language. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I love it. All right, so let's go on to the quest. Uh, manhandled Manservant. It's really quick. I just want to read it. I know it's one of those times that I know I'm not going to really have another chance to talk about this. So I'd like to talk about it quick. Uh, there will be a picture on screen of Argyle while he's alive. And uh, you can bring NPCs back to life once they've died. And I guess that's what they did for the wiki here. So there will be a picture of, of Argyle. Argyle has not been seen since he separated from Daring Dashwood during their escape from Rockopolis. For a, the detailed walkthrough, it's two bullet points. Optional, the Lone Wanderer can talk to Herbert Dashwood at Tenpenny Tower, who will fill in the player character on some background and ask the player character to tell him if he finds any sign of Argyle. The second part, upon visiting Rockopolis and finding Argyle's corpse, the player character may return the news to Herbert Daring Dashwood for a reward. This can be accomplished without previously speaking to him about Argyle. Dashwood's sad to hear of Argyle's demise. He always thought that he would outlast him. He then tells the player character of his days of adventuring are over, and he wants to give the player character the keys to his safe. Inside the safe are bottle caps, mentads, a mini nuke, radex, bottle cap, mind schematics, a stealth boy, and a stim pack. That's lore. That's Herbert Daring Dashwood. Thank you, Mr. Tom Flood. Again, if you'd like to request any lore, you'd like to hear a certain piece of lore from the Fallout series, make sure you're in the Discord. Make sure that you are in there on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and you can answer the question. And like I said, first person to get it right picks lore for the week. And I think that's all for today's episode. Like I said, guys, I'm still trying to figure out how to do this by myself. I don't plan on stopping. Um... But there's going to be some time. I'm going to need some time to figure out kind of a way to do this. There was even one episode where we like did the lore and then talked to each other like in the intro and then went into like the third, what I call the third segment. I say this all the time in the show and I don't know if anybody ever got this, but the first segment was the intro and the news. And then the second segment was lore and the third segment was whatever ancillary stuff that we did afterwards. And I don't mean ancillary like in a bad way. I mean ancillary in the sense of like, hey, let's play a game. Let's do this. Like I'm kind of happy before she left, we got to do a hypothetical Jackie Chan. Um, because I don't know if I'll ever be able to do another one unless I get another co-host or, um, I mean, I could do it if Kyle comes on, but I don't know how Kyle, I would do more video game themed stuff with Kyle. Cause I feel like he would be really, really good at that. Like I'd be like, Kyle, if you could take the mass effect people and the halo aliens or, or the halo conflict and switch games, like, how do you think that, like, I think he would enjoy some shit like that. Um, but yeah, this is atomic radio hour. This is the post nuclear podcast. And I will continue doing it. Thank you for being here. I've, I hope you've enjoyed. I would love some feedback. Now, like I said, since it's me, I would love some feedback. I would love for you to tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you think I could improve upon. How do you think maybe I can do something a little better? You could tell me as long as you're, as long as you're constructive. Like there's a big difference between criticism and constructive. There's criticism, constructive criticism, and deconstructive criticism for the sake of being deconstructive. Where it's just like, you look like dog shit, stop. And then there's, hey man, I like this, but maybe this could do this. Or hey, I didn't like this, try doing it this way. That, since we started, that's all I wanted was was uh, was some feedback to know what would make this more enjoyable for everybody. So please, thank you for being here. 
I appreciate you for being here. Uh, if you liked our intro music, it's by Shane Ivers, and there's a link in the description below. But also, if you go to silvermansounds.com slash free music, there's not just Feather Duster. There's a slew of other songs made by uh, a British fella. Again, the Brits, they're, they're great. Uh, uh, thank you f to, if you're in the Patreon. or Yes, thank you to the Patreon. We appreciate you, again, because of you guys. I can do stuff like this. Um, there's other stuff. I bought a green screen the other day, like a real green screen. I went to a thrift store, and I didn't put a picture of it in the Discord, and I should have. I went to a thrift store, and they had like a $300 green screen for like $40, and I bought it. Like, it's a real one. Like, it's one you'd see like on a set. And it's, I have to buy lights. Like, all I have to do now is buy lights, and I have a, I have a green screen set up, and that's wild for me to think of. Um, that being said, thank you for being here. Thank you, Patreon. Thank you, Discord. There's there's links to the Redbubble, uh, the Redbubble that Olive and I had made some designs, and it's on there. Go ahead and check it out to help support the show. If you're subscribed on YouTube, thank you. Uh, I want to hit 400 subscribers before the end of the year. I think that's all I want to say. I still, like, I'm never sure how to outro the show. Just thank you for being here. You are appreciated. I've said it a billion times. I'll say it a billion more. Call somebody you love. Tell them that you love them. Be safe. COVID's on the rise. I feel like I've said that before as well, but COVID's on the rise, so be careful. Hug somebody. Just, just enjoy your time with the people you love. I think that's it, because I'm starting to ramble again. Bye, everybody. Bye, Kyle. Be safe. Have fun. Have safe. Be fun? Something? I don't know. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.